You've probably heard of Witch Magazine, our home of hard-hitting journalism and informative stories delivered directly to our members. There's our travel, money and tech mags too. But did you know you can hear some of our best articles for free, available to listen to whenever you like? Each week on the Witch Shorts podcast, we bring you a specially selected story, lovingly voiced and produced especially for you, on a whole range of fascinating topics. Just search Witch Shorts wherever you're listening. Hi there, it's producer Rob here. Now, maybe you're a new listener, maybe you've been listening for ages. Well, either way, if you're finding this podcast useful, then you might also like to subscribe to Witch Money. You'll get our monthly magazine packed with tips on how to make the most of your cash, from growing your savings and investments to avoiding rip-offs and scams. You'll also be able to call our experts on the Witch Money helpline as often as you like to get answers to your money queries. Just visit witch.co.uk forward slash join money. That's witch.co.uk forward slash join money. And sign up today. When life gives you questions, which get answers. Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. So to give you some specifics, the average rate on a two-year fixed mortgage in September 2021 was 2.38%. It now stands at 6.55%. So that is almost three times higher. But the good news is it does look like we're hovering around the top of the interest rate hike cycle. Uh, So the likelihood is that they will continue to fall over the coming months. Last week, for the first time in over a year, the Bank of England froze the base rate. It only took us 14 consecutive increases to get here, but does it mean the tide is now finally turning for inflation and high mortgage rates and savings rates too? We'll be discussing this as well as advice for mortgage holders and savers, including the best rates right now. And for today's jam-packed show, I'm joined by our Witch Money podcast regular, the editor of Witch Money magazine, Jenny Ross. And also with me is Susanna Streeter, another familiar voice, head of money and markets at investment firm Hargreaves Lansdowne. Hello, Bo. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hello. Hello. It's great to be with you on the podcast. So where has all this come from then? Because last week, the Bank of England's nine decision makers met to discuss the base rate and many experts were predicting it to go up again, but it stayed at 5.25%. It certainly surprised me. Jenny, what's behind this decision? Well, if you want the the one word answer, surprise, surprise, it is inflation. And Mm -hmm. this is obviously something we've all become very familiar with over the past uh, year or two. And so the Bank of England, which is responsible, as we all know by now, for keeping inflation in check, it has been responding by repeatedly cranking the base rate up. Um, And the result of that is that borrowing gets more expensive while saving gets more rewarding. So people are likely to spend less as a result and that in turn should help um, to cool prices and bring inflation back down. That is how the theory goes anyway, but inflation has been really, really stubborn and that is why the base rate has kept climbing um, to try and keep on top of it. Now, the reason it hasn't gone up this time is that the inflation figure for the year to August was actually lower than expected. So it came in at 6.7% down from 6.8% in July, when actually most people had expected that to to, to crank up again. So the uh, the Bank of England decided it 
didn't need to pull the base rate lever again. We'll obviously have to see what happens at the next meeting on the 2nd of November. So potentially good news then for inflation, it seems. So we're saying after 14 base rate hikes, taking us on this whirlwind journey from 0.1 to 5.25%, you know, borrowers saw rocketing interest rates, potentially hundreds a month added to their mortgage bills. But has it all been worth it? Susanna, is inflation finally now under control? Well, it's certainly heading in the right direction, but I think it's still going to be a bit of a bumpy ride down. So it was over 11% to remember in October last year. And then it's come down to, as uh, we've just been talking about, just under 7% in August, a, a deeper drop than expected. So coming in at 6.7%. Now, the Bank of England does expect it to fall further to around 5% at the end of this year. However, the price of some food products are still likely to rise faster than this. So don't necessarily think you're going to see that uh, slow down in prices, price rises everywhere. And the, one of the reasons why we're expecting inflation to keep falling this year is because energy bills have come down more and gas prices have fallen a lot recently. Now, there have been some concerns about the price of oil going up, affecting, of course, the knock-on effect of what we pay for at the pumps. But even though crude prices have increased, they're still way off the levels hit last summer. And I think what we're also going to see is the effect of higher interest rates, which will also help bring down inflation further. That is because it will reduce the amount of overall spending in the economy. Borrowing costs are higher. People have less money to spend. And remember, we still haven't yet felt the full effect of the previous rate rises on the economy. So what next for the base rate then? Because as we'll go on to discuss today, the higher the base rate, the higher the interest rates on mortgages and savings. And of course, we'll be unpicking the latest on rates in a moment. But do we think this is a temporary pause on the base rate before dropping or, or indeed going up again? Well, the Bank of England has kept the door open to another potential rate hike. But with the UK economy already contracting in July, and other data since showing that business activity has slowed further, it does look like already demand is being squeezed out of the economy quite quickly. So it does, I think, seem more likely that rates will be kept on hold for quite some time. Right now, though, the prospect for cuts, uh, it still looks pretty way off. And the Bank of England has said it recognises the need for policy to stay sufficiently restrictive. It certainly doesn't want to see inflation running away again. So at the moment, we aren't expecting any cuts to the base rate until later next year. So we can't get too carried away with ourselves just yet. But this is the backdrop then. So where does it leave our debt, our mortgages uh, and our savings? And should we be taking action before any further change, whatever that might be? Well, shall we start with mortgages then? It's been a regular topic on the show the past year. And we've seen the squeezing impact of much higher mortgage rates. But Jenny, are things looking more hopeful now? What are the best rates looking like at the moment compared with you know previous weeks? Well, in, in the past couple of weeks, there's definitely been a downward trend for mortgage rates. So if you're on a variable rate, you might be able to breathe a sigh of relief straight away. Um, and, you know, if, if, you, if you look across the market and see, see where things, things are heading, you can now get a five-year fixed deal for just under 5%. So, so that feels like a positive milestone. 
But obviously, compared to a couple of years ago, rates are still much, much higher than they were. Um, So to give you some specifics, the average rate on a two-year fixed mortgage in September 2021 was 2.38%. It now stands at 6.55%. So that is almost three times higher. And it means that if you took out a fixed deal back then, you're going to be facing significantly higher repayments when you come to remortgage. And there are an awful lot of people in this boat who haven't yet felt those effects, myself included. (laughs) And actually, in in the past week, um, which research has shown that around half a million homeowners are set to come off their fixed term deals over the Christmas period alone. Um, So so that will mean, you know, potentially paying hundreds of pounds extra almost overnight when they have to switch to that new deal. Jenny, how how far away is your um, mortgage deal coming to an end? Uh, Mine is coming to an end in February 2024. Uh, 2025. So a slight reprieve. um, But clearly, they are not going to be anywhere back near the the levels um, that rates were at when I took out that mortgage. My mortgage is 1.81%, which just feels mad now in the context of um, of, 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 what's out there on the market. So yeah, we're having to look at putting money away, trying to pay off um, as much as we can now on that lower rate before facing that rate shock. Well, Jenny, I do hope there's some light at the end of the tunnel um, by 2025 at least. But for now, um, I should say as well that that for more on what's happening in the housing market and some amazing tips if you're buying or selling, do check our recent Which Get Answers podcast episode if you haven't already. And we'll pop a link to that in the description of today's show. But while we're on mortgages now, Susanna, for anyone listening who's coming up to the end of their mortgage deal, they don't have until 2025 to wait. It's a huge question what would you advise? Well, there are some really positive signs for fixed rate mortgages, certainly since uh, the bank kept the base rate on hold with better deals already coming onto the market. So we are seeing a real improvement compared to, say, two months ago. However, as Jen has been pointing out, they're still going to be steeply higher than they were before interest rates started to ramp up. The era of cheap money is well and truly at an end, I'm afraid. So it's going to come as a shock for anyone still looking to remortgage right now. But the good news is it does look like we're hovering around the top of the interest rate hike cycle. Uh, So the likelihood is that they will continue to fall over the coming months. I mean, there could still be another you know, shock inflation rise. You can't rule anything out, I'm afraid, but this is what the data is currently pointing to. So really, the best thing to do is start shopping around, as the average rates you often see quoted are used from data right across the market. So you can often get cheaper deals, especially if you have a low loan to value ratio. So if you've uh, paid off already a lot on on your mortgage and you've got quite a lot of equity in your house, you might be able to get a a better deal. Um, And a more stable interest rate environment, even if it's high, I think will bring a bit more predictability so people know where they stand a bit more. And I think it's the uncertainty of rates going up and up and up that's caused uh, real anxiety uh, for many homeowners. Great advice there. And before rates drop, if they are about to drop, let's talk about savings. Uh, There are some amazing deals on the table for savers right now, but will they be hanging around? Well, we'll be back after this. Scammers are stealing hundreds of millions of pounds every year. They bombard us with fraudulent texts, emails and calls. And what's more, their tactics are getting increasingly sinister. 
To keep across the latest scams, sign up to our free Scam Alert service to help you stay ahead of the latest scams and protect yourself. Go to witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. That's witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. Thank you. What is happening to supermarket prices? Do own label brands taste good? What's the best supermarket? What's the worst? How do I spend less on my weekly shop? Are there ways I can shop smarter? Should I just be growing my own veg? How do I even grow veg? <sighs> Wine to pair with spag ball? When life gives you questions, get answers at which.co.uk. So the silver lining to higher interest rates has, of course, been better deals on savings accounts. Before we talk about the best deals now, what's likely to happen? Will savings rates be dropping after this base rate pause? And are there any particular types of savings accounts that are likely to drop their rates before others, Jenny? Yeah, so the, the state of play for savers has been much more positive than for, for borrowers since since the base rate began its upward climb. But the, the latest pause means it's unlikely we're going to continue to see savings rates climb in the way that they have done in, in recent months. And yeah, actually, there is a good chance they'll start to come down a little now too. Um, in terms of, you know, specific types of accounts, I think th- this is particularly true of fixed rate accounts, as those take a longer term view of how interest rates will go, because banks are committing to those interest rates for one, two, three, maybe five years. Obviously, if you've already got a fixed rate account, there is no need to worry, um, as that rate is going to continue to be paid for the full duration of the deal. But as for easy access accounts, I mean, as as always, just check whether you could be getting a better rate elsewhere and, and switch if need be. So I've seen urgent calls from experts saying open a savings account now just in case rates drop. Would you urge listeners to do the same? Well, I think this is likely to be the top of the savings market, at least for now. So if you've been waiting to fix near the top, it really might be worth getting your skates on. The best deals might not be around for much longer. If you haven't switched your easy access rate for some time, it's also worth making a move because there are still some really attractive rates on the market right now. But this isn't a time to panic. Because the Bank of England doesn't want to let inflation run away again and get out of control, it's likely to keep this restrictive policy for some time. That means keeping the base rate elevated. And so that is likely to mean that although we might see some dip in the savings rates available, we're not expecting any dramatic drops in the near future. So to all savers, act now in case rates drop. And while there are some really cracking deals out there, Jenny, shall we break them down? Best fix right now. Yeah, so it is NSNI that well and truly leads the way for one-year deals. Um, It is paying 6.2% on its guaranteed growth bonds, and they allow you to save between £500 and a million pounds. So if you saved £1,000, you'd earn um, a pretty healthy £62 over the year. Now, usually speaking, you would expect longer term deals to pay better rates. But what's really interesting is that this rate from NSNI actually beats the best rates for two, three, four and five um, year fixed accounts at the moment, too, which I guess reflects the fact that providers 
are sort of expecting rates to come down over the long term. So again, that they're not committing to those to those higher rates. Um, so yeah, that that account really is um, standout at the moment. Uh, and the added bonus with NSNI is that your money is protected entirely. Um, it's it's completely backed by the Treasury. So usually speaking with savings providers, you've got that FSCS protection up to 85K. But with, with NSNI, um, it will protect you way beyond that up until the, fu- the full million pounds that you can pay in. If you're looking for a fixed rate ISA, Bear in mind that rates aren't quite as good. So the best one year option at the moment is from UBL Bank, which pays 5.77%. But like the NSNI account, that beats longer term ISAs. So good to see such a great rate from such a big name with NSNI. I actually did take advantage of of that account um, earlier last week. But what about easy access now then, if you want to be able to take your money out whenever? With easy access, you're looking at around 5% for the very top deals. It's interesting, I was looking back at my notes from when we did a similar podcast back in February, and the best rates for easy access around then were were less than 3%. So you can see just how much things have come on in, in a pretty short space of time. Um, So in terms of specifics, Leeds Building Society is paying 5.1% on its limited issue online access account. You'll just need to bear in mind that you need to maintain a balance of at least £1,000 to get that rate. And then very close, uh, hot on the heels of of Leeds is Paragon Bank, which is paying 5.05% on its double access savings account. Though, as the name suggests, if you make more than two withdrawals, you'll be hit with a penalty in the shape of reduced interest. So it's not quite as easy access as you might want it to be. And of course, it's worth remembering that while easy access accounts obviously offer more flexibility than fixed term accounts and that generally you can you know, you can take and repay money back in whenever you want, um, the rates are variable, which means that they can change at any point. And final caveat, there is a good chance that by the time you listen to this episode, rates will already have changed. So to check the very latest deals, you can just go to witch.co.uk forward slash savings. And there's a showstopper I have to mention, an 8% regular saver out there attached to a pretty mega £200 switching deal. We love switching deals. Jenny, can you tell us more? Yeah, Nationwide made a bit of a splash with this uh, double launch last week. It means that new customers can now earn 200 quid upfront for switching to Nationwide via the current account switching service. That makes it comfortably the most lucrative bank switching offer out there at the moment. Um, it's really easy money if, if you're prepared to, um, to make the move. And then on top of that, both new and existing customers alike can open Nationwide's new regular saver, which pays a chunky 8% for 12 months. Just remember that like all regular savings accounts, you are limited in how much you can pay in each month. So in this case, it's £200. And what that means is that your returns are going to be are going to be much less than if you were able to deposit a, a big fat lump sum up front. So if you pay in the, the maximum for that account over the year, you're going to earn just over £100. But this rate is still comfortably um, ahead of other regular savers on the market. Now, in total, if you, if you tot up all of those benefits, um, the amount that you could earn in the first year by taking advantage of the switching incentive and the regular saver, that's taking you to just over £300. But if you also factor in what you could earn by switching to Nationwide's Flex Direct account, which pays 5% for 12 months on balances up to £1,500, you're looking at a total of £377, which is not too shabby at all. 
Do you have to pay for that Flex Direct no, account? No, that account is free. That's that's sort of their flagship current account. Do you know, another deal I think I'll have to take advantage of. So given the rates then out there at the moment, Susanna, we've heard you know as much as 8%. Is it possible to beat inflation? Well, yeah. I mean, you've just been talking about some of the really good rates around and a couple on the face of it do look like they are above the current inflation rate. But as Jen has explained, they have strings attached and it's not likely that these rates will hang around for long once inflation comes down further. So I think shopping around uh, will be crucial. And of course, the, the closer your savings rate is to the rate of inflation, the, the less value your cash will lose over time. So this is why you really need to make sure right now that your money is getting the best interest rate possible. Uh, but I think if you've already saved for a rainy day, you've got your emergency pot of savings, three to six months of essential expenditure, and you don't necessarily have a really big spending decision to make over the next few years, you could look at investing for the longer term, which can offer a greater prospect of beating inflation over the longer term. And here, diversification, that's not putting all of your eggs in one basket, is absolutely crucial. And Uh, You should also look at potentially drip feeding any portfolio you set up so you can ride the inevitable market ups and downs. Um, So that's certainly something to think about as well. So much to think about there. Well, let's leave us with some of your advice then. Shall we say three points to leave for, for savers or mortgage owners? Susanna, would you like to take mortgages first? Yeah. So first of all, I would say don't panic if your deal is ending soon. Shop around. There are some better deals around than the headline rates. If you still have some time on a low fixed rate deal, your mortgage could work harder for you. And so you could make these overpayments. Jen has been uh, doing it, as she explained, um, to make sure that you're paying down your mortgage and you're not hit with perhaps quite so such high mortgage repayments when you are switching over to a new rate. And um, you could also think about putting money in a savings account to, to earn interest to help pay down some of the mortgage ahead of uh, fixing a new deal. And you could look at uh, either going interest only for a short period or possibly extending your term. Um, But remember, you will end up having to pay more over the longer term, but it could help you uh, ride out um, the storm effectively if you're really concerned about making those mortgage payments. Thanks, Susanna. So much amazing advice there. And Jenny, your advice for savers. Okay, first of all, think about whether you're going to have to pay tax on the interest that you earn on your savings. If you're not, and, and most people don't have to, um, opt for an ordinary savings account over an ISA as they are generally paying better rates. The exception there is if you're between 18 and 39 and you're saving for your first home. If that's the case, opt for a lifetime ISA in the first instance because that is going to pay you the juicy government bonus of up to £4,000. Secondly, if you can afford to go without access to your money for a while, open a fixed rate account now to to lock in those higher rates that we were talking about. And on the flip side, if you've got an easy access account, check the rate you're getting at the moment against the best rates and and just switch if need be, especially if you're a high street, if you're with a high street bank, because they do tend to lag um, the, the market leading accounts. Thank you both. We've covered so much ground today and some amazing advice. It's been fabulous to have you both on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. 
A huge thanks again to Jenny and Susanna for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please do hit subscribe to make sure you catch our new episodes as soon as they drop. For more money news and advice, find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. And we also have a free money newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every Monday. To sign up, visit witch.co.uk forward slash money newsletter. This episode of the Witch Money Podcast was written by me, Lucia Ariano, produced by myself and Rob Lilly, edited by James Rowe, with additional support from Grace Witherden and Matthew Jenkin. Moving house with kids. Mom! Moving house checklist. Top packing tips. Do it ourselves or hire movers? Things to do in the school holidays. Best solo holidays. When life gives you questions, get answers at witch.co.uk.